automobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Oh yes, one and all, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is podcast number six and the Danny and Larry show. We thought we'd use that again because we had some feedback saying they liked that Batman intro. But um, yes, yeah, so we've stolen it from the uh, 60s, the old Batman theme. So hello, Larry. It's Sunday the 19th of April. How are you today? I'm fine. Uh, it's, uh, it's a holy day, isn't it? So uh, really good, <laughs> really good <laughs> intro there. I think you should stick with it. <laughs> I think we stumbled upon that by that mistake. That might be a bit subtle for the uh, younger viewers. Well, Listeners, I'm sure sorry. that they can search, you know, Batman <laughs> 1960s, uh, the joys of Google, and you'll find the theme tune, and you'll find a Batman series like no other. You know, uh, for those who watched the Joker last year, uh, how dark and sinister it was. I think the Joker from that particular series was was a bit of a joker and yeah. it was so funny but uh, it was very camp very very lighthearted very lighthearted and uh, maybe you know we should go back to that maybe that'll be the new normal what do you think mm, well yes because things normal. are changing things are changing the topic yeah. of today is we'll, we'll sort of go through what the new normal may be but we talked about um, and I was just scrolling through some of the news blurb because today I mean what what have we been up to today I mean for me I went out for on a a, a little well, bike ride you know yeah. 115k <laughs> around yeah. Essex glorious sunshine a bit of a headwind going out but thankfully the wind behind me so to speak yeah. to get back and uh, finishing off with a delicious roast chicken that you'd cooked which was yeah fantastic. that's right yeah i I, uh, I went out for a cycle ride myself and it, it is absolutely gorgeous out there today so y you didn't fancy the 115 kilometer no ride. no uh, well for those working uh, non-metric at 71 miles no no um no, I, I do do have a few other things to do with my <laughs> time than <laughs> spend my entire day cycling around Essex. Uh, it's only four hours, As mate, beautiful hours. as it is. Beautiful yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, and yeah. Essex is a beautiful county for, for people who haven't explored it. I took um, a lot of pictures. I found yeah. a water tower just like out of Men in Black, and I could have sworn there was a UFO in it. <laughs> well, th there are secret bunkers in, in Essex. Yes, I did stumble Essex. upon that one uh, nuclear bunker. The, the ones that have big signs saying, yeah. this way to the secret <laughs> nuclear <laughs> yeah, a bunker. Big, a big brown tourist sign saying, secret <laughs> nuclear bunker this way, um, which was from the uh, the Cold War. Do you remember that? That was sort of the 60s as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we'll keep reverting back. But anyway, we're not, we're not that old. But, um, but anyway, no. What's that one in bunker? It's in Onga. A village called Onger, isn't it? Chipping Onger. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's just just on the far out, really. With you could consider that to be the sort of last far flung uh, uh, bit of of London, because uh, yeah. the tube used to run up there, but yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It, it stops epping now. And it's quite appropriate with the route that I done. I went through uh, or bypassed Chelmsford, but as I was on the perimeters, I passed the sign, and it said, "Welcome to Chelmsford, the home of radio." <laughs> well, did, is it? did you know that? Uh, apparently no. so. I'll, I'll check my photo here. I took a picture. I was so impressed. I s braked hard because I was obviously, you know, going at high speed. And I turned around, took a picture. And uh, yeah, it said, apart as well as seeing the M25 that was deserted. Um, yeah, here we are. City of Chelmsford, birthplace of radio. Now, I'd show you the picture, but we can't on a podcast. So it was quite appropriate. I went through... Uh, on the outskirts of Chelmsford, 
on my way to Dunway or whatever. And uh, and people often say, what are the Romans done for us? Well, all I can say is, I s- on my way back, I've never cycled on a road so straight for so many miles. And with the wind behind, it was absolutely glorious. I was just flying, zoom, zoom, zoom. And I could almost picture the Romans marching up or down on their way to... Uh, Chelmsford, what Colchester? Yeah, of course, Colchester. And uh, yeah, Colchester was a, was, a, was, a, was a very important Roman town, as, as was London. Yes. And uh, I think that's something that uh, visitors who are new to Essex will notice. Apart from the fact it is, in fact, a beautiful, gorgeous county, um, uh, I- the amount of Roman roads still in use. Yeah, or at least yeah. the original route still in use, yeah. so which uh, is sadly not true in a lot of the rest of the country. What are the Romans done for us? But yeah, in terms of well. roads, I, I I went over the M25, and again I had to sort of break, turn around, come back, and took some pictures. And the M25 was empty for those who were not from the UK or from around the London area. On a Sunday, it's like a car park, really, isn't it? Uh, Slow moving cars. It's certainly on a Sunday bumper evening. Bumper to yeah. bumper. Yeah. And people coming back for the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, London has changed uh, beyond all recognition now. Um, what what you what what you realise after a while is that it's quite deceptive because there are people milling around. Yeah, going yeah. for their exercise and just, I guess a lot of people. I, I was thinking today, why are so many people out? Um, I, I, I suppose if they live in a in a in a flat with no garden. Or whatnot mm. uh, might be a bit depressing to to be in your you know where you live May- maybe some of them live in quite crowded conditions yeah um but uh so they're milling around but once you get away from the from where shops and, and parks are it's yes. so quiet it's it beyond it was so empty i stopped on a number it's of occasions ridiculous and because it's not far from stansted airport so i just took some pictures of blue sky so blue not a cloud. They come to mention it. No it? jet streams. When was no the last nothing. time we saw an aeroplane coming from City Airport, which is just about five miles away? I, I think I, I heard one about a week ago. Yeah, because we we had mentioned it because this this is now podcast number six. This is part of the tapestry and of London, and, you, and yeah. you, you only notice it because you get used to it. Mm, mm. Um, it's normal to have. It was never a problem. But by the time they get over here, there may be. I don't know, a couple of miles up, yeah, or yeah. a mile up. Anyway, it's not a problem. It didn't it? Wasn't annoying. It's just b- it was just a normal background that yeah. a- every yeah background noise of thirty forty minutes a plane would come over. Yeah, tubes going by, planes yeah. going by, and then traffic. You, and then you realise one day I haven't seen a plane for I can't remember. No, a week. No, which is quite extraordinary. There's there's nothing. I think there was a few uh, charters that had come into Stansted, and maybe that could be a topic for another occasion that where they brought in some uh, overseas workers to work on the farms. Well, um, that, that maybe that will be yeah. a topic for another podcast. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, all I saw was just blue skies over the Stansted area. It was just nothing, mm. Mm. which I think for them, obviously Stansted being a major airport, is is a bit. Uh, Different, isn't well, it? it's a problem, obviously, for the workers that yeah. work at the airport. Yeah, um, must must be must be a worrying time for those. I know, I know. People, but on the other hand, uh, I guess some of the people who live in the villages around Stansted yeah. must be thinking, yeah. "Oh, this is a nice, this is a nice little break." I know, I know. I mean, it's interesting. The, the other the other day, we we sort of um, maybe it was more yourself, Larry, in terms of the uh, 
in America, they seem to have lost it. Mm. Um, Did they find uh, it in the first place, though? Well, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to have that debate. Someone sent me a meme. There's so many memes going around. And uh, this particular one said, I swear that we are fighting two pandemics, coronavirus and stupidity. (laughs) 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 And uh, I think some people were saying that was more directed at the Americans because it's what, what in heaven's name is going on. I just scrolled through some of the news and I heard that you've got some states, you know, there's literally thousands dying every day, um, oh, you know, across the uh, country. But I think NYC, there have been some days where it's been, you know, up to a thousand a day, over a thousand a day. Um, uh, yeah, just New York City was on, on the same scale, roughly the same scale as the whole of the UK for a while. Yeah, so that's just one state. And then you've got other states where they're out surfing still mm. as if nothing's ever happened and uh, now they're talking about opening up things but nyc we've got couples are being allowed to get married by zoom via zoom i mean are they really lost it can they not just wait <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't know what to say about this <laughs> or one is it like uh, you know when you go to <laughs> vegas you just drive through there you go yeah, I now run out to you, man and wife. Boom! Off you go. Now they're doing it on Zoom. I mean, is is there anything you can't do on Zoom? I d- well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, don't answer that <laughs> one. But uh, <laughs> without going into biological details, <laughs> one, one or two things. But so, um, you know, I, mean, I think people have. Is got this mar- the new Vegas Zoom? Did, didn't people get married by radio in the war? I should. I or did I dream it? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought they did. Or maybe maybe, maybe want to go through Chelmsford. Maybe the vicar Oscar was on the radio or something. Radio. I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or the well priest or the. Who, who knows? But what what in heaven's name is going on out there? I I really don't know. What 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 is I, happening? I I I don't know. I think because uh, they're talking about reopening the whole country on May the fourth. I do. I do uh, yeah. Um. I I do wonder about America. I mean, America has. No, we talk about the United States now, not not Canada. Um, America has does have the advantage of its federal system um, and huge disparities in in density of population. Mm. Um, so we've seen that social distancing in some of the states uh, like uh, like Montana, Wyoming, um, in, in the Western states, there's such low population densities. It does show that social distancing works because they've got barely any yeah barely any cases um and so they, they they also have the advantage that they can maybe try out a few states uh, and reduce the controls on 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 a few like the groups between themselves they'll open yeah a yeah. few states and see how they get on it's and up to the state governor isn't it exactly yeah. yeah it is up to the governor and i presume they're talking to each other and exchanging ideas so if they've got any sense, I would imagine that they, they should maybe go for maybe a quiet, you know, a, a low population density state, a medium population density state, a few others, yeah. and see what happens after a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be this driving, driving um, urge to get everything back working again as as normal. But yeah. The, yeah. Th- what 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 the people are in their in their hurry to restart businesses, they're forgetting a few things that. And the the normal won't be. Th- we will have a new normal, but it won't be the same normal as the old normal. They're losing their common sense. 
we can't well, have. Did they ever have it? As you I said, no. We can't have an event like this without it having permanent effects on our way of life and yeah, uh, on the on our economy on the way businesses work. So we see it's for instance we've seen that with home working, um, many companies must be now thinking, hmm, maybe we can cut our accommodation costs drastically by having people working from home because we always used to think that people wouldn't work yeah. if they work from home yeah. and we found that they have and the projects are getting completed and the, the telephone lines are being answered etc yeah. etc yeah. uh, so ma- maybe we'll, we'll we'll see offices turned into homes because th- they're just people won't automatically come back they, they, that th- this that's the thing that's the, the amazing cons- assumption to me yeah. Um, is yeah. that people offering goods and services assume that the consumers of these goods and services will just uh, start consuming them again like good no. little boys no. and girls. I know, I if know. If they switch them back on. Hold hold, hold that thought there, Larry. Hold that thought because um, before we get into the new normal and China in particular, um, because there's things have been going on where we'd, we'd been discussing this over a number of days before we'd include it now in the podcast, Um but again, today uh, within the media, I mean, there's some one world concert going on that's being curated by Lady Gaga and all this. So all the celebrities are jumping on the wagon of doing concerts for the heroes around the world, which is a load of celebdom tosh, really, in my opinion. I mean, they can just leave us to it because I think um, Captain Dom Tom is doing a grand job all by himself and all other people, so leave him to it. We don't need celebrities, cause so can they go and take a swing and jump? But um, that aside is that the press still keep going on with the same questions time and time again, and they will not stop. And you think, can someone just slap them with a cold fish and stop asking the same numpty questions? So today's question, where apparently the BBC person w- wasn't happy that they was bluntly given an answer, um, but I think they've had enough, haven't they, these ministers? So um, yeah. the uh, education secretary, Gavin Williamson, was asked about when are the schools going to reopen? Please, we only you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he bluntly told the journos, there's no date. And they keep pressing. Oh, can you give us an estimate? No, get it. Get over it. There's no date. We don't know. Yeah, next question. Next question. And by the way, if you ask this again, you're fired. Yeah, but you, uh, you, you know, let's bring yeah. in Lord Sugar. Dare I say, yeah. well, Mr. Trump. Yeah. When are they going to get the message of stopping asking the same Muppet question? No, uh, because there's one question they're not asking, which leads us on. Do you, do you want me to go into that one, or did you have something to say about the? Why well, I just want to make the, the general question? point I've noticed with journalists is that they won't ask questions that they think they'll that the that the politician will be able to give a satisfactory answer to. Really? You think yeah. they're asking obstinate questions? No, they're asking awkward questions. They're only asking the questions they know they're going to struggle to answer. Or so have no answer. If if the journalist has reason to believe, let's say, that there's enough masks, but there is not enough aprons, they will ask about the aprons to the carrot compound. They won't say, mm. are there enough masks, to hear that nice reassuring answer, yes, there are. So are they literally hunting for bad news yeah, all the time? Yeah, just, they just want the, they have, just have want they not answers the questions that have the bad news answers. That's... That's always appears to be w- the case. We're, we're in April now. This um, virus has been around since December. So that's five months. Uh, people not getting the message. Can we all just switch off 
or mainstream media? Can people take take that from here and well, switch it all off? There must be people listening yeah. to that shit, you know, and well, uh, craps, and, and I'll make no excuses for my French there, because it is just a load of crap, you know. Can it, is, it is annoying that they... Um, they don't go anywhere with 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 this information either, really. And the the briefings are given to the public. I mean, the public can watch the briefings. Yeah. To the journalists, so the journalists don't add any value by asking questions to which there are no answers. Mm. I think yesterday we concluded um, there is no the journalists. There's no need for this briefing every day anyway. No. The politicians, no as far as we can see, the politicians are telling us what they can as soon as they can. Yeah. Um. There, there is. There, there is a. Obviously, there's always a, a question mark in your mind. Are they holding back on awful information uh, because they don't think the public can cope with it? Yeah. But yeah. Um, coincidentally, and I haven't told you about this just da yet, Danny, but there's a very interesting uh, podcast on BBC okay. about the phony war about 1939 to 40 and all the amazing parallels with how things were with at that time Ooh. with uh, preparations for the bombing with the government deciding what they could and couldn't do yeah. um, with people yeah. getting fed up with uh, what they thought were arbitrary restrictions on their freedom of movement um, but but that was war but complying yeah complying if they got proper answers to their questions yeah um, and the journalists uh, not really uh, helping the situation yeah, yeah. So uh, that was 1939 and 1940. Yeah. We were about, you know, we're coming into the Second World yeah. War. Yeah. How many years ago is that? That's 80 years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's 80 years ago now. Yes. Start so of the from war, that yes. podcast, as I say, funnily enough, on yeah. the BBC, which is a, a journalistic uh, whatever, mm. and you're saying that the journal journalists weren't adding any value and they were more of a hindrance. They were That's a hindrance. They 80 were years ago. They were doing things like um, the, the newspapers. Um, Are were they not learnt? No. 80 years? No, 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 apparently not. Why are they, they allowed they to carry on this way? Well, they don't. I mean, occasionally they are, things do change. So um, at the beginning of the war, the newspapers um, had persuaded the government that the BBC shouldn't be allowed to give news bulletins because the news is the business of the newspapers. In other words, protecting their position as news givers. Yeah. Um, well, that didn't Which is last. A load of <coughs> <coughs> bullshit. Well, that didn't yeah. last very long. Yeah. Um, when it, it became apparent that the pr British people needed to be told things quite quickly, not yep. wait until they got their newspaper in the morning. Yep. Um, that was all brushed aside, and mm -hmm. the the print media had to put up with the fact that the BBC now were able to yep. to, to to give the news. Okay. Um, so we. What we all, all that really tells us is that um, journalistic organisations uh, are, are just out for themselves, really. First and foremost, they dress up what they do as providing a service. In the interest of the public. Yeah. But really, they're after the self-preservation. Yeah. The BBC is a slightly special case because the BBC is funded by the licence fee. Yeah. So th there's two things there. One, they don't have to worry about um, they don't have to worry about alienating their uh, advertisers because they haven't no. got any. Yeah. Um, and they also are able to criticise themselves. So they will. Um, they, they and they are c for instance, they they 
uh, the today I mentioned before the, yeah, well, the they're, Today they're journalist upset the minister yesterday mm-hmm. and they've st- they're still continuing to refer back to that today. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there was also that comedy sketch on BBC podcast where they were taking the, the uh, P out of Law- Laura Kunzberg who persistently keeps asking the same question until <laughs> she gets the answer that she wants. I think yes, there's a comedy yes. sketch there. Yeah. So, you know, the th- thing that they I know the format. Yeah, I think the thing that I found particularly interesting about this podcast was that um, at first it appears that the British people had things withheld from them. Yeah. But after a while, the government realised that if they gave the facts without exaggerating them, but not uh, I, uh, but not downplaying them either, the general population did the reason took the reasonable steps. Yeah. To be to do what's best for the country, and it's incredibly patronising. And yes, we have still have not learned um, that the the I suppose it's a long time since we've been in a situation like this, isn't it? To be fair, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, that pe- people are cautious about telling people st- that, that they feel that people can't cope with bad news. Mm. Mm. But in fact, it c- that can horribly backfire because if the bad news has to come out later. And it's why didn't you tell us before if you knew this? Yeah, yeah. And obviously the the press are very quick on jumping on that, aren't they? You know, why didn't you tell us this? Why didn't you tell us that? But um, I th- I think the uh, the governments and the scientists and everyone is working for our best interest. Really, that that's their job. They're they're public servants here for our best yes, interest. Yes, and this isn't a party bl- political issue, is no, it? Absolutely it's not. It's cross party. So it's uh, everybody. But um, which leads us on to a question that the media aren't asking. And it's a question that they should be asking. And I think they did mention it a few weeks back, but they're not persisting with it and they're not hammering it home for some reason. And I want to know why they don't ask the question is, when is the full testing going to be rolled out for the general public? When are we going to start doing our 100,000 a day? They they seem to have let that be. They, They had a bit of a go. But that seems to have disappeared off the horizon now. And yeah. there, I remember the health minister clearly stating that it, they wouldn't release it until all the test kits are actually working properly because it was found that the test kits that come over from China, only one in five were testing correctly. So the other four were giving incorrect results. So they'd either show that the person had COVID-19, That's but they didn't. true, Danny, but I think it's, it's a bit more complicated than that. I think we're also having trouble with our own kits. There's, there's we, troubles we're everywhere. We're, we're trying to make The kits. media aren't asking those questions, so are they? No, they're asking. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe Why are they holding m- back? Well, maybe, uh, maybe there, are meetings, there are meetings between the media and the government that we don't see where the government explain problems they've got and they discuss whether is there any is there any use in telling the general public uh, about the, uh, the situation the we're don't in? Work. Well, I think that has been mentioned, but I, th- yeah. I think that I, I guess they sometimes might, I mean, this is quite contradicting what I just said, but maybe sometimes they think, well, what are the public going to do with the information if we tell them? If we tell them we're not going to have effective enough effective test kits for another month, mm. What will what can the public do with that information? Nothing really. Yeah. Um, we all we can do is 
all we can do with that is, is explain that's why we unfortunately mm. need mm. to have these very draconian restrictions on our movements. Yeah, yeah. But my understanding, as, as such as it is, um, is that the Germans, the Swiss, the South Koreans, and the Japanese not only had lots of testing kits of their own already um, at the end of last year, but they also grabbed a lot of testing kits from the rest of the world quickly before while other com countries were dithering because mm. we did dither in the early days yeah yeah it wasn't just organizations in fact it was the other way around uh, I, I work in the city and some of the um some of the uh, sort of uh, high-end uh, um banking institutions uh, where there's a lot of money at stake and people people have paid a lot of money were very very quick to take people out of buildings if there was uh, if there's a any sign of a virus uh, and contamination anybody tested positive or became ill um so they they were, they, they were leading the way yeah. but they they're wealthy companies they can afford to do it mm. um so the thing of isolating testing yeah. and then treating yeah they 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 took it upon themselves to yeah do they that. were they were just doing it on their own initiative never mind what yeah. the government did yeah. whereas yeah. um uh, a m sort of a, a middle ranking company like the, the sort of company I work for um, a small to medium sized stockbroker were very much taking their lead from the government and the government were on the back foot there's mm -hmm. no there's no you can't dress it up they they were definitely behind the curve yeah in January yeah into February and towards but towards the end of February I think they started to realize what they were dealing with mm. and by mid March they got their act together yeah, finally yeah unfortunately most companies most organizations will only react to what the government do which is why they were just sitting on their hands saying tell us what we yeah. need to do well yeah. they've all now got no businesses so in an ideal yeah in an ideal world the uh, quietly behind the scenes the british government and the civil service would have been securing millions of test kits yeah like the Germans and the Swiss <laughs> and the South Koreans and the Japanese. Yeah, I, th I think we can do a whole podcast about the countries and their strategies and why they're able to control it a lot better than what some other countries have been able to do. But going back to, you know, I think there's some questions not being asked or being asked, but because this, the test kits have been a complete um, failure from China and there's other countries now considering their new relationship because the new normal going forward is that they'll be looking at other options now because they've s the pennies finally dropped um, that you can't have all your manufacturing in one country in the world um, it's not a good idea and that uh, no as, as economically it, it doesn't nice even make it that is. much sense sometimes we were talking about this earlier weren't yeah we? and so that's um, that's our topic yeah. in terms of the new normal yeah going forward of how some of the companies now will look at different business models, different things that maybe need to be manufactured in other countries or maybe not even manufacturing them at all. And we touched on, I think, Apple and the iPhone. So there's a new iPhone coming out or is out already, the iPhone SE. And it shocked me because of the price, uh, you know, around £400, which is... Whilst people say, oh, it's only a little phone and so on and so forth, it's still, for a new phone, it's virtually the same price of when I bought my iPhone SE uh, two, three years ago. So 
they've clearly taken a hit or they've decided to backtrack on that and they might be looking at different business models. This is something we discussed where yeah. do people going forward, if Apple's revenue is not so much with the manufacturing and selling new gear every year, which is what the phones are, I don't think it's the same for their uh, laptop range or their um, iPads and so on and so forth, but definitely the phones is they always gear to having a new phone every year, don't they? And all the other phone manufacturers do. Yeah. What if, and you and it was a good point that you raised, what if they start looking at, because I've got iPhones and they'll work for years and years and years. And, and it's uh, the same with the Galaxy S series. Yeah. The, the top so of the range Galaxies last few years. What if going forward, and this is sort of one to uh, discuss now, what if going forward companies like Apple and other tech orgs decide that... Um, Actually, our business model is not about manufacturing anymore. It's more about content. It's more about um, software, and services. software and services, yep, exactly which is what it used to be yep. back in the day. Now, people will be probably up in arms now, and I think you mentioned this, Larry. People go, oh, you can't do that. Um, we're, we're in a new world now. Right now, for those of you listening to this, whenever you listen to it, whether it be today on Sunday the 19th of April or in the future, we have a new future now. It's because nobody ever predicted the world would, would basically close down. There's millions of unemployment. Companies are be going bust left, right and centre. So those that are there we're gonna, will have to be smart and adapt and look at new business models. You know, it's, yeah. it's a new world. So what if they decide, right, we're not going to manufacture these new iPhones every year. Um, we're going to move our manufacturing and we'll maybe only release a new phone every, I don't know, five years, ten years. Because I think you mentioned about uh, Microsoft supports some software for uh, the Navy that's, what, 20 years old? Yep, yep. Special the contract. The Navy submarines still use Microsoft Windows XP, yep. uh, which went out to general support uh, about seven or eight years ago. Yeah, so we know uh, that corporations can fine. support yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. So yeah. when people will tell you, yeah. oh, the um, iPhones become, uh, what, what's that What's that word when it becomes outdated? Obsolete. Obsolete. Yeah, but they're being made commercially obsolete. If they change their business model and not make it obsolete, why would you need a new phone every year? Yeah, I, I, you, you I think that's, that's a good example that everyone can relate to, or uh, most people can relate to. Is is the um, thoughtless replacement of smartphones yep. every year or so because your provider gives you a great offer to change the new one, yep. and you get a new thing. Yeah, but really, that's that 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 doesn't really bear scrutiny, does it? It's, no, it's no. not that big a deal to get a new thing if the re thing you're replacing it with is still pretty new and works really well. It's kind of pointless. The the thing and I think the yeah. lockdown has given people time to sit back and think about this. Why do, why do I need to replace this phone? Yeah, we're here to challenge the new, the, the new normal, challenge what is normal. I know there's some people out there still trying to cling on to whatever, uh, and you don't need to be a Star Trek fan for the cling on joke. Sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know, Klingons. Anyway, there's still people clinging on to the past and they're hanging on. And I can understand that for a number of people but for the vast majority we need to start looking at things in, in a new way 
because we are in a new world now and there's going to be millions of people who already are out of work out of that that commercialism you know the uh, products that become outdated within two years three years people need to start looking at this in a different way and if apple suddenly decide that then other companies will follow suit and then all of a sudden you don't have any manufacturing in china anymore yeah well i mean we've been here before not as much Uh, not not as um not in terms of personal consumption but certainly in business consumption the um the mighty ibm uh were making very large computers for for large businesses very very successfully from around about the 1950s right through to around about 2000 but eventually the customer said well the mainframe computer we've got now it's fine we, we don't need to we don't need another we new don't mainframe need, don't need one that's twice as powerful for half the price we've we'll stick with the one we've got and of course this this gave ibm a terrible problem because they were they had billions upon billions coming in from all over the world selling these massive computers yeah but you know for amazingly for a very what is a gigantic corporation they reinvented themselves as a software and services company started thinking about how people can use those mainframes better and integrate those mainframes in with pcs and with other with other technology and actually get more out of the devices rather than replacing the devices yeah and maybe that's shining a light of the ju- obviously things are never quite exactly the same no Hit- history doesn't repeat itself it rhymes so it's history looks things happen in cycles and things happen that look similar to what happened in the past but they're not quite the same i'll have a new twist on them mm-hmm. but it may be that there's something coming we don't know yet which will use existing smartphones yes in in ways we've never thought of before um exciting perhaps times perhaps perhaps tracking viruses well, <laughs> I think there are apps out there already. I think that's how South Korea were able to uh, keep their spread really low and their curve quite low with uh, some software that was using or apps on there. But, uh, yeah, I think going forward, there is certainly something new. I think that the China model is, you know, having it's a single point of failure. And I think too many yeah. companies... And this is where we've seen with, dare I say it, with the NHS and with all health organisations around the world, people have suddenly realised that they're all single points of failure where the, the services have been stripped to the bare bone. There's been so many cuts and cutbacks that uh, they have minimal staff. Everyone's overworked, underpaid, and they suddenly realise now it's taken this to come in to make people's eyes open and Sorry, but, and I think someone did raise a question, is why were they referred to as low-skilled workers? Mm. You know, and now they're seen as heroes. I think people who've been saying that, you know, um, again, the media have gone into hiding because, in my opinion, it was the media who who were whip, uh, flogging that whip all the time. And, um, you know, where they kept going on about, you know, low-skilled workers, they don't need this, don't need that, and uh, allowing the corporations and those that be the uh, the fat cats and the yeah. big corporates, wh- where are they or where are all the bean counters? Because it was all the bean counters says, oh, we can operate certain models and do this and do that, but it doesn't work now. 
you know, can we, can we bring them all back and line them up against the wall? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, because well, they're the ones who've brought you know us to this. Like. Yeah, they're, they're probably on some Caribbean islands. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll be the ones coming. They'll, 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 they'll watch what's happening. They'll observe what's happening, the change in the, the direction of the wind. Yeah. And they'll come along and say, I've got this brilliant idea. Let's bring a lot of our manufacturing back on shore and have less things happen in, in China. Yeah. Not, not yeah. eliminate it entirely, but yeah. re- reduce what's happening in China. So and Haven't I had a fun, wonderful idea? Yes. I've offshored it all for you, and now I'm bringing it all I'm back again. onshore it all. <laughs> wow. And, and I'm just the man for the job. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a Lady Gaga moment at cu- <laughs> curating this Zoom concert that's curating, going on. Curating, and that's an interesting... I find that yeah, curious, curating, because <laughs> last I heard, people direct events. They don't curate them. Uh, uh, a cu- what the hell is a curator? <laughs> What's a curator? A Curate. sort of art museums. It's museums. Isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yes, it's people who design what. Lady fucking what Gaga. Like, de- de- deciding. <laughs> a curator decides what to exhibit and how to yeah, exhibit yeah. it. I mean, it, this fundamentally proves that these celebrities are cr- craving some kind of attention. And they thought the only way we can oh, get yes, attention, as you say, they've just sat back, yeah. observed. See what's doing. Oh, we've got this idea, you know, where we're all going to sing to you in aid of all the heroes. Yeah, yeah. As I said, go away. We, we've already done that one, you mm. know. But uh, one world and all that. I mean, it's just a load of nonce. And uh, and I think a few weeks back, I did say, where is Elton John? Obviously, today he was in his garden playing the piano. Yeah, playing the piano really well. Sp- singing badly. I, he's he's an awful what? singer. He he's an awful singer well when it comes to live. But uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a great composer, great writer, and all yeah. that. But uh, can all these people just go away back into their little holes, yeah, and leave us real people to just to get on with it? Um, because uh, <laughs> you know this might sound like a bit of a rant, but seriously, I, yeah. Like the offshore people, the ones who've stripped our organisations, stripped our NHS down to the bare bone, and it's taken this pandemic for people to realise how overworked and underpaid all these valuable people are, and they're calling them heroes, which is a bit of a um, hyperbola, really, isn't it? Do you know what? If the singers really want to do a lot of good for the NHS... um, Get your gear on, get your PPE, and come down to hospitals. Well, well they could do that too. What I was going to suggest is... How about this? How about moving yourselves back to the UK for tax purposes, all of you, or, or wherever you come from? So, if if they if they're Americans, go back and live in the state you were brought up in, and pay taxes in your state, and pay taxes to the Internal Revenue Service. What you ask them to leave their mansions in Malibu? Stop! No, not Malibu. No, they'll they'll well, what they will have a mansion in Malibu, but yeah. they only they only visit it for 180 days a year because. If they're there for any longer than that, then they're residents in the Amer- in America for tax purposes. Right. Yeah. So stop it with the staying in in offshore tax havens, uh, uh, or, or just staying on your boats for half the year, and come back and pay your taxes in the country that you that brought you up, and then that money will go to people who work in the health service. And in America, you'd be able to improve your public health service, which is woeful. As far as I understand it, it only covers emergency treatment. Yeah. Um, and in this country, we can put the NHS back on its on its feet yeah. again. Yeah. Um, it's simple, guys. Just pay your taxes. Yeah. 
I mean, I've lost count of how many celebs have been in the papers, have been tax avoidance and so on and so forth. And then they all come back. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. I mean, seriously. I mean, if they weren't, then that shows what Muppets they are, actual, actually. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we could go through the whole list. It'd be interesting to see the, these lists of people and where, where they are and what they've been doing. And are they fully paying their taxes? Because, as you say, if they were then uh, the organisations wouldn't be so short of cash and you wouldn't need people like Captain Tom Moore um, when he's 100, walking up and down his garden <laughs> to raise, I think it's up to 25 million now. <laughs> that last time I looked, but that was this morning. So <laughs> as, as he's pulling in about £500 a second, I imagine it's considerably more than 25 million. Considerably more and well done, Captain Tom. Uh, you know, th this is what people need i mean when when uh, they did ask him you know how do you feel about being knighted you know the look on his face is, is i've never heard anything so ridiculous in all my life you know being knighted for walking up and down his garden but it's more to do with there you go it's up to 26 million 262,928 pounds and 84 pence so far that's at 8:20 on sunday the 19th of april Congratulations, Captain Tom Moore. I think it's more the, the feat that he's done and the money that he's raised, but as as an actual what he's done, because maybe this is something going forward in the new world that people will realise that they don't need to run marathons or do the Marathon de Sable or do pole to pole or swim the Atlantic or think feats like that, that they can just do something as simple as walk up and down their back garden. I just as long worked as it's out for an actual just, cause. Just for a bit of fun, I just worked out. He, so far, he he, he walked the garden a hundred times. Yeah. So if you divide the total by a hundred, he was he's been paid two hundred and sixty. He's raised sorry, two hundred and sixty-two thousand pounds every time he walked down the garden. I'll, <laughs> I'll have some of that. I'll have some of that. So. There you go, guys. You don't need to kill yourself in the Marathon de Sable six days a week. If you want to go out and do that challenge, fantastic. Go and do the challenge. But don't be asking for um, for uh, money for that because people can just give the money. Or as you said, the celebs, if they all pay their taxes, then there's, there's billions out there in taxes that are being avoided. And I think many years ago, Roman Abramovich, who owns Chelsea with his offshore stuff, um, I think he was getting 70 million a year or 140 million. It was a massive amount. Interestingly enough, it was the same amount of money that was paying for all the transfers for new players. So, you know, people are out there all ducking and diving and uh, pay your taxes, pay your dues, and uh, everyone will be happy. So maybe my rant was over, but if people, you know, before this came is people had certain things to say about the NHS and now all of a sudden the tune has completely changed and they're all heroes yeah. and they're all I, I think also with the taxpaying thing, I mean, um, it, it is different now. This is a bit like the Second World War. Yeah. So it, it, it whereas before it was it was annoying um, that um, highly paid people don't pay the taxes. Yeah. Um, because effectively they're picking everybody else's pocket. Yeah, they're picking yeah. everyone else's pocket because the tax they don't pay has to be. We have to have a whip round amongst everybody else to yeah. make, make yeah. that money up. Yeah, but now we can't because millions upon millions of people are going are losing and will lose their jobs. I think that the uh, unemployment in America is heading for ten percent. Wow! Um, in a few weeks, from barely anything. 
to 10%. And that's only the start. In a few yeah. weeks. Sorry to give yeah. you the yeah. facts, guys, but we, but we give the news here without the um, BS. Yeah, that's right. But so. the, the point is that, that those people, not it's terrible they lost their jobs, but they also won't be paying taxes now. Yeah. So the super wealthy do they must start paying the taxes now because we're going to get into a terrible state if they don't mm. there just isn't going to be enough money to pay for everything we're, we're going to have people come around knocking on doors and we're taking money <laughs> who knows who knows pay your dues who knows um, we, we're going to see states go bankrupt in America we're going to see councils go bankrupt in Britain it's all I'm sorry to be so bleak but um we're giving I'm you just the kind facts of making here. the point we're that, you, the it, that, that you know that, that this this tax dodging isn't um, they're not just they're not being kind of like a, uh, you know oh look, you know uh, look at those naughty guys are getting away with it it's 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 much more important than yeah. that yeah. it has terrible consequences for not if they don't pay their taxes. Okay, and um, we'd just like to finish on this one story because uh, we've said this almost in every podcast is that. Um, this COVID-19 is not going away. Yeah, we we, uh, we we have a bit of a light-hearted thing or whatever, but we, we do give some things straight, you know, there's n we're not colouring it up, fluffing it up or whatever, giving it to you as it is. Um, it's, it's a virus, yeah, and a virus goes around. It doesn't disappear, doesn't go away. And uh, only today, again, I'm flicking through and I'll just have a bit of a giggle and a wheeze through all these BBC stories and you think, no shit, Sherlock. So, seven hours ago today, um, <laughs> there's a uh, scientist, yeah, of all people, working on a vaccine, and hope to start clinical trials towards the end of next week. Yeah, and the leader of the team says, you know, this is like one of those no shit Sherlock moments. Um, it's possible to be infected with COVID nineteen more than once. Mm. So it it's taken a scientist to. Uh, tell people out and work that out i mean but seriously why, why, why are like they presenting like this flu. like it's surprising yeah I but having said that when i scroll through a news story it's literally just three sentences and that's it yeah so I they're mean, clearly being just being filling infected. up they're filling up their news channels with just flannel yeah. really i mean being infected you know a couple of weeks after you've had it would be that would be news yeah but the fact that you at some stage you can get it again, that's not news. No, it's... It does, like, people get flu again, people get colds again, they're viruses. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's it's extraordinary, isn't it? It's a kind of extraordinary. The journalists are odd. Also, the general public are a little bit odd too. In well, that it didn't occur to them. They're, they're to a lot well, of, would a lot of people think? I, I think a lot of people have seen it and they're probably thinking the same way as we are and maybe they're listening to this podcast, but, you know, in in summary, you know, we were talking about the Americans have lost it, but it seems like a lot of people have lost it. And uh, hopefully we haven't lost it here. And hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast for today. Yeah, um, we've yeah we've been a bit ranty today. <laughs> and but uh, it's been a Sunday. But Maybe but it's the, the sunshine. There's a lot to rant about at the moment. Yeah, it, and you know, uh, we might be ranting a bit more tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more. And thank you so much for uh, listening to this. And if you have enjoyed it in some way, then please do pass it on to your friends and relatives. And if you haven't enjoyed it, then pass it to some journalists. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Da -da 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 -da. Thank you and good night. Bye. Good day. Bye-bye-bye.